Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. Hello, guys. How you doing? Good tar. Good, good tar. Good north. Good tar? That like German. That? <laughs> no, I'm Not just... Good um, <laughs> yeah, hello. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Good up here. Although I'm, I think I'm about to experience the um, the remnants of this hurricane up in the north before you might do down there. It's it's gone a bit a bit grim up up here, as is we that, say in the north. It's a grim. It's a, it's a hurricane. The, well, there was one in the states, uh, Bermuda area, but it's it's gathered pace in the Atlantic and will get like quite a lot of crap tomorrow. So it's gone from Bermuda to Manchester. Well, in part, yes. I must have missed that memo. Yeah, you, you'll get you'll get a wild, wild um, weather tomorrow for the whole day, oh, most of enough. the country. You didn't wait very long before we rolled straight into the weather report. How oh, are you yes. doing, Mike? You uh, I'm doing? good. I'm good, thanks. Um, I've been fairly busy at work. It's pretty hectic, so the countdown to the tour continues, and I'm really looking forward to that. So, how are you both doing today? I'm all right. Yeah, I've um, it, we had a bit of a problem last week getting our diaries aligned, didn't we? So we didn't we didn't mm. record anything last week, which was a bit of a shame. Um, but we've obviously managed to do it this week. So I've been quite busy doing various things. Been out with the guys at work, so we went up to London and had lots and lots of meat in a barbecue restaurant last week, which was great. I uh, just been out with a few friends over the course of last week. Just stuff, really. You know, it takes up your time. Um. Yeah, busy at work, busy at home. I decided to, uh, this will make you laugh. I don't know if I mentioned it last time. No, I probably didn't thinking about it. So I realised we didn't record last week. But last week I was going through sorting out my old cupboards. Mm-hmm. And I found some paperwork, you know, like bills and statements. All the way back to 2001. So I spent the last week shredding. <laughs> and, and not in a kind of a guitar hero type shredding. <laughs> Just in case anybody's under any illusion here. I, I don't know how much paperwork has been shredded, but oh my god, it's just bags and recycling bags upon recycling bags of shredded paper left my house over the last ten days. It's just absolutely crazy. This is not, by the way, a very exciting thing to do. Okay. <laughs> okay, anybody, like anybody sitting at home thinking, "Wow, you got a crazy life?" I really haven't. You know, it's been shredded. <laughs> so you need to spice it up. You should be sitting there at home, right? If you're going to come on the podcast and talk to the people of the world about your experience sitting at home and shredding, right, your bills, you need to dress it up a bit. So yeah, I was there shredding my bills, listening to a bit of Rain in Blood, you know, swearing at the shredder. <laughs> Oh dear! That's the dear. way I do it. Shredding with Slayer. I, I t- That sounds like it should be a TV show on some syndicate channel. <laughs> Shredding with Slayer, and just a guy sitting there in an empty room with a paper. It could be Adam. Picture it now. Listen to seasons from the abyss or something like that. South of heaven. Next week on Shredding with Slayer, we have the phone bill. Goes on and on and on. Oh, oh no no that's just so wrong that is so wrong I, I have been listening to Lacuna Coil this week though well I listen to Lacuna Coil every week but I just thought I'd get that one in there in case you thought my week was completely boring uh, this week I've mostly been listening to Unleashed Memories again cool nice uh, yeah of course it's, it's slightly more than nice it, I, I, it was great and I don't know why but I, I I think my song of the week is Wave of Anguish by Lacuna Coil and not because I was shredding it's not like I was like, oh my god, wave of anguish. That's how I feel about shredding. 
but no, that's just a song that I found myself putting on repeat a few times. So yeah, that's that's kind of been me really. But I've been looking forward to, to joining you guys once more on the podcast and talking about important things like Lacuna Coil and Halloween T-shirts and stuff. So, Mister Taylor, how have you been? Shower too. See, Mister Taylor is is all right. He's um, just finished season one of the Hannibal TV show, which was awesome. I was fortunate enough to come across season two today, so I'm literally going to go straight into that. The unfortunate thing means that Fringe is still on the back burner, but I will get around to it. Don't worry, it'll happen. And then I picked up Walking Dead season four today as well, so that's that's in the pile to do. Is that on DVD? Um, I didn't think that was on DVD yet. Yeah, it came out on last week, I think. Might have been a a sneaky one to come out on a Thursday or something. It's not been out long. So, I've, I've uh, kind of lost touch with Walking Dead. I only got about half of season three, then I got distracted by other things. So I know I need to go back to it, but I just haven't managed to find the time yet. Season three is a good one because it's the uh, the crazy sheriff, isn't it? In yeah, prison. the prison. Yeah, so, yeah, sort of picks up. A lot of people didn't like the second season, which is more sort of story story and them in the house it's and the very farm. Very character, and stuff. isn't it? Yeah, there's not yeah, that it's many very zombies. character driven. Less less zombies, less brains being sort of uh, yeah. gobbled. But um, you know, we more the make up for zombies on a broken crown halo this year. So hey, who can argue with that? Absolutely. But, uh, Failing that, this week has mostly been comprised of spinning the new Slipknot record, which I would say is great beyond all expectations, if anyone hasn't heard it yet. And also checked out the new Foo Fighters single from that Sonic Highways TV show album Hybrid, which is uh, it's different, I'll say that. It's a bit uh, AOR, MOR, middle of the road type of song. Not, not my favourite from the Foo's, but uh, yeah, that's been most of my week, really. Music and DVDs, can't complain at all. Uh, you know, I've checked out neither of those things. I've seen the Foo Fighters single posted just about everywhere, mm. uh, but I've not had a chance to listen to it yet, which is probably may, may come as a surprise to some of you actually given that i'm a i quite like the two fighters quite like them quite a lot actually uh i, I didn't even know that the, the slipknot album was out yet so i really need to check that out i've been listening to quite a lot of mashups this week which you probably <laughs> might have noticed not mash the tv show no not mash the tv show although there's nothing wrong with that no i i what little time i have had when i'm not listening to lacuna coil has been listening to either mashups on youtube and I posted what I think is the best one, the, the Jackson 5 and Nirvana. I posted it on Facebook <laughs> yesterday. I love that one. I was just, just going for Nothing will ever beat Psychosocial Baby. Well, I, funnily enough, that was one of the ones I listened to. The, the <laughs> Slipknot Justin Bieber mashup was quite good. But I think you do need to have listened to the Jackson 5 Smells Like Teen Spirit one. That is, that is quite sublime on many levels. And the other one I've been listening to, or well, the other things I've been listening to, is um, Shreds. So if you have you ever Googled shreds on YouTube? Or no? Googled? See that you know that's how I turned searching. <laughs> so you've been sitting at home shredding whilst no, watching people sh- on YouTube of shredding. Yeah, no, no, I just uh, it just made my head go really weird because I said Googled on YouTube. Well then again, I suppose they own YouTube. Oh whatever. Anyway, it's all search. Yeah, it's, a trap. It is, it's just one big kind of monstrosity now. If you get a chance to search shreds on YouTube. And ah, oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It, it's it's basically people have created videos where they've edited the the vocals over someone singing, so that they sound really really bad and out of tune. Oh, there's a oh, this is just a fantastic sex is on fire one. Just you just got to see it. You, you'll be crying. It was so funny. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing this week. That's what you've been doing this week. Uh, I suppose we better move on since we've been talking for about eight minutes so far, and we haven't really mentioned anything that's uh actually relevant to the podcast maybe with the exception of the weather 
got some band news this week. Yeah, we have indeed, yes. So where should we start with band, band news then? We've got uh, Lacuna Coil have confirmed, I think this has kind of been unofficial for some time. I, I think all the way back to my interviews with them uh, over during Bloodstock and Alcatraz, they were talking about it. But it's been confirmed this week that Lacuna Coil will be on the ship rocked cruise tour from the 2nd to the 6th of February around the Bahamas. I'd love to go, but again, I don't have the money. So if there's anybody going, have a great, great time. I'm sure it'll be absolutely amazing. Such a good laugh from what I've heard, from what people have told me. But uh, yeah, they they, they um, announced that this week, and I'm sure it'll be a hell of a lot of fun, as I say. What do you reckon? Guys, are you going to go to that? Save up your funds? Mm, a, bit, a bit pricey, I would think. As much as I, I would yeah. love to go. I'm going to do the English alternative, which is I'm probably going to book a, a cold, wet weekend on a pebble beach in Skegness. I'm going to take a ghetto blaster, stick some lacuna coil on the beach and look at the, look at the sea. It's about the yeah. same thing, isn't it? It's about the same thing. I mean, from what I've heard, yeah. you like hanging out on beaches in the cold. Yeah, <laughs> shitty weather. <laughs> in other news, of course. So they've just finished off with the US tour and they've got a, a week off or so traveling around and uh you know washing clothes and stuff before they start off the european tour which of course starts in bristol on halloween and as you would have seen reported everywhere this week well if you haven't then check out empty spiral there's going to be a special t-shirt just for halloween at the bristol show that's kind of cool put your hand up if you're buying one yep ah uh, it's got pumpkins on it isn't it? it's got what well, Oh, yeah, are they smashing pumpkins for chance? <laughs> well, 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 there we go. Uh, yeah, so I'll be picking up at least one of them. Although I seem to be be taking orders at the moment from a variety of different people. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this actually, because they also reported today that they are there will be some signings. No kind of anything official, but they're giving people at the merch booth the opportunity to catch up with the band after the shows. Did you see that posted on Twitter today? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that. I'll, I'll post the details later, but... It's 100 people, isn't it? Depending yeah. on the venue. Yeah, depending on the venue. So that'd yeah. be interesting. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. In other news, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Marco, who's had to pull out of the US tour a few weeks ago because of stomach and gastric problems, is still recovering. He's on a, the long road to recovery. It sounds like it was certainly not life-threatening, but a very un- uncomfortable time for him. And he's had to take it easy, and he's waiting on blood tests and so on and so forth. So for lots of different reasons, we're speaking to him this week, and he's confirmed that, unfortunately, he will not be touring with Lacuna Core during the European tour. So he's just taking it easy and uh, getting... You know, getting rested up in preparation for heading over to the Bahamas, one assumes, uh, in in, um, in February. So I'm sure everybody will join me in wishing Marco the best of luck and just take it easy, mate. Get better. Look after yourself. Of course, as we said the last time you came up in conversation, and I'm sure we'll mention it again, of course we're going to miss him not being there. Uh, it's always great to hang out and have a fat boys breakfast and slug beers back in the pub and all those things that we we tend to do quite a lot of when uh mr cottage 
sort of comes to these shores. But I'm sure there'll be another chance. And uh, the important thing is his health. So we want to make sure that he takes it easy and gets well soon. This week, we are sort of semi-finishing off our overall view of the Shallow Life album. We've reviewed the songs, we've reviewed the extras, we've given a, an overview of the album itself. So there's only really, well, one thing left to do, and that's review the videos on Shallow Life. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think Shallow Life is, has got the most videos, hasn't it? If you take into account the two versions of Spellbound... And then I like it. And then I won't tell you. That's four videos. I don't think any other albums got that many videos. Four on Karma Code. Four on just, Karma Code. Just, just shot ourselves there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah we, so we got... We're, we're we? at a tie. But we've got two... First time since Coma Lies, we've got two different versions of the same song. Okay. For very different reasons. That's very, very true. So, yeah, what we thought we would do is just give a quick run-through of the various videos on the album and give our kind of thoughts i don't think we're going to spend too long on this but uh it'd be nice kind of taking a bit of a straw poll as the ones we like and the ones we don't like so much and how they influence our enjoyment of the song which i think is obviously an important aspect of any music video so let's start with spellbound being of course the most uh popular song to come off of shallow life i think it's fair to say certainly the most well known two versions of it there's the, what do they call it? The standard version, is it? Performance version? Performance version, isn't there? Yes, there's a performance version, and then there's the story version. So, guys, what do we think of the Spellbound video, right? Then, do you like do you like the video for it? For the song? What do you think of it, Mike? Yes, I, I like it very much. I think the the video where they're at um, the Dolce & Gabbana um, place in Milan with all the gold and everything, and they're all dressed up. That works very well for me. They look very swish, all of them. And as a video, I think it works well. Um, not so, compare that to the other version that they did. I, I, I'm not too, I'm not overly keen on that one compared to the um, the the Dolce and Gabbana one. Um, but equally, they're, they're all right. Um, that that's what I think. It's probably worth us talking through the differences between the two. Yeah. yeah. So as you say, the, the performance video is pretty much all of it in the Dolce Gabbana mm -hmm. store in Milan. As you say, there's the gold. The, it's quite a rocking video. I think it's fair to say, as as you said, it's the performance video. So it's really just, I say just, but it is the band performing the song. Yeah. Uh, with, I, I, I want to say there's a few cuts, but I always get confused. I don't think there is, thinking back on it. And then we've got the story version, which is in the most part the same. But there's some cuts of actors in it doing various different things. Is it fair to say? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all a bit surreal. It, I'll tell you what it reminds yeah, yeah. me of, and I wonder if this is intentional. You know, you've got the red, um, the red curtain. It mm -hmm. reminds me of a bit of Twin Peaks. Does anybody remember Twin Peaks all those years yeah, yeah. ago? Where mm -hmm. they had the red room and you had all these kind of... <laughs> I, was, I was half expecting there to be a 
a dwarf that spoke backwards when I saw yeah. the storyboard <laughs> version of, of Spellbound. It's just a bit surreal. I, I, I'm not sure that it's wholly necessary. It's certainly some of the... Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think of it, Russ? I don't think I've ever seen that version. I've only ever seen the performance what? Get version. Get off the podcast. Who's dead? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, well, not my, it's not my favourite video, to be honest. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it's just not my favourite. It, it's there. It, it is what it is, and it does what it does. It's literally just the band performing. It's not... I don't think it showcases them in in their best setting, uh, but again, it ties in with the shallow life concept, which, as, as we mentioned in previous reviews, some people got, some people didn't. Mm. Uh, more of a a fan of when they do sort of a not necessarily a story based driven video, but something that's just wholly different and there's an artistic element to it. Obviously, Spellbound is the band playing in a room. It's in D&G and it's all nice. And it looks great. And it looks pretty and the band do their thing. But I prefer a video like, you know, Heaven's a Light. It's iconic because of the the shots in it, the movement and just sort of things like that. And the changes similar with um, Swamped. Um, yeah, it's I'm a bit more fan of that video. Yeah, it's a bit more, more fantasy involved. Shall yeah, we a bit more fantasy and again, diff, you know, coming up to more modern times with the videos from I forget Even Broken Crown Halo. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, yeah, like, yeah. That's sort of the more the clinical videos that, that I prefer. Just a personal taste and a preference. So, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad video. It's just certainly not my favourite. Spellbound. Fair enough. I think I'm pretty much sure. I mean, you guys know that Spellbound is not my favourite song anyway. Mm. Uh, I know that's probably surprising. Well, not necessarily surprised to a lot of people, but uh, I, I, it's one of my actually, I even go so far to say it's one of my least favourites from the Show Life album. It's not a bad song. Anyway, we, I've already reviewed it. I'm not going to do it again. I do like the video, but like Russ, I feel very much like it doesn't really add anything to the song. And the story edition, I just don't get it. I think it'd be great if it had a dwarf that spoke backwards. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, it's, it's, they're not bad videos. Don't get me wrong at all, but they, they don't really enhance... It's music, a bit pedestrian-like, isn't it? Yeah, it just doesn't really enhance anything for me. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, I, we're not going to give numbers out of 10, but I get a sense that we're okay with the Spellbound video. You Might you like it? It's, it's a bit... I like it, but it's not... I mean, it does it does the job, but it's not like as soon as you watch it, you you drop everything and think, wow, what's this kind of thing? It's It, it has its place, it does its job, but it hasn't got the the complete wow factor compared to what we're about to talk about i think yeah yeah i think you're right okay let's move on to the the second video the release which was back in 2009 which was um the i like it video so i think most people listening to this podcast it's gonna know the i like it video because Mm -hmm. it's very distinctive it starts off with christina clearly looking to join a band she's sort of taking strips of paper from a, a notice board in a street and then the rest of the video is very much her going to various different bands that or groups of people it's hard to tell whether or not the hippie guys are a band or not i guess they probably are they just seem to be swaying um and then going there and sort of looking how she integrates with them establishing very very quickly that she doesn't and then ultimately joining a group of men that are the coup de coil and then that's the you know that's the story clearly has a story and in fact it, i would say it's got one of the most clear stories of any one of their videos if not any other videos and you know, looking back over the over the videos of the coup de coil, we mentioned heaven's light doesn't have a clear story uh we've got swamped no you've got our truth kind of a story in there a bit of a fantasy story kind of interesting you've got 
enjoy the silence again no real story you got closer there is a story there but it's quite a bleak and uh well we talked about the closer um video a few times in the past but, you know it's a good video you've got within me which i don't think we've really spent a lot of time talking about within me i think we need to go back and look at that video in more detail you know guys because mm -hmm. i don't remember us ever having spoken about it at great length no a lot of imagery a lot of imagery, lot of lots, lots, lots of black and white, wavy things. yeah, wavy things and stuff. Very, very good video. I really like the Within Me video. I think it really captures the mood of the song quite a lot. But you can hardly say the distinct story there. And then you've got the I Like It video, which is very, very different in terms of the song and the song structure from a lot of Lacuna Core songs. Something we said quite a lot on Shadow Life. And then you've got this video, which is just a bit weird. It's a far that's unlike anything they've ever done. Right. Still waiting for the rap song. Yeah, well, we are, mate. Oh, well. Russ, what do you think of the I Like It video? Uh, I'm a fan of the I Like It video because, you know, it's, it's nice for us knowing the band as individual personalities and people. So it makes a lot of sense for us, knowing them as we do, that it, it is a piss-taking. It's them having fun and enjoying themselves, and it, it gets that sense of family and close-knit bond that they have as a, as a group of friends and a group of people. Uh, you know, if you're coming in from your traditional um, sort of coma life sort of era and, you know, you're like, no, I want dark, depressing, rock, goth metal, and then you see the I Like It video, it's probably, you know, going to be a bit of a surprise for some people. But I think the video does exactly what the band intended. It's to poke, sort of, not poke fun, it's, it's the wrong word, but it's, it's about having fun. And they clearly do that with that video. So it's, you know, you see it and I'm the same as you, as you mentioned in the, the review of the song. I see that video and I, I can't help but smile. Mm. Where are you, Mike? Yeah, I totally agree. It's very tongue-in-cheek and also layered in its um, approach with with how the story unfolds with it, where you, Christina takes a ticket and it's it's almost as if it's like them, well, her individually and and them as a band evolving. You could have that um, compare it with with that perhaps as as um, them going forward through the career and um, with all the different directions that they've taken, maybe. Um, something like that um, but I think it works really well um, image wise and and throughout and, and the rap video of course um, that that needed to be released yeah yeah. do you know what's occurred to me all those years ago right in the days of uh, Ethereal Christina joined the band not, in this, not, not as a backing vocalist but she you know, it was Marco and Andrea and then Christina joined later on, not not late into the career at all, but she she sort of came along a little bit later, yeah, because she knew the band and they asked her to join her for vocals. And there's a part of me, and, I, and this is I, I I'm sure this is not related at all, but there's a part of me that kind of sees this as almost like semi autobiographical from Christina's perspective, in that she was doing other things, and then she there's that moment towards the end of the song where. I think it's Andrea just passes her a mic and then she just starts singing or carries on singing, I should say, but singing in context at that point, it becomes a performance video in that last chorus. And and it really kind of, I don't know. I, I just love that bit, as I said before. And I think it's because of maybe subconsciously because of, as you say, Russ, we know these people, but the video just has so much impact on us or certainly has impact on me. Because it's like seeing the friends, the people you know up there and just having fun and doing something a bit different and clearly enjoying themselves and being, I'm not quite sure if being their own personalities is really what I want to say here, but certainly 
see in the fun side of Lacuna Core, which I'm not sure everybody sees. And that's fantastic. I love that. I absolutely love it. What I will say, though, is even if I didn't know the band, I think I would appreciate this video because it is just a bit crazy and a bit weird and a bit funny. I would probably be more confused than I am about it, but I think I would still like it quite a lot. So I get the impression that we like, I like it. Good stuff. Okay. I I, I, I still stand by what I said. I still think it's my favourite Lacuna Core video. And, that, and that's including all the ones up to the current day with nothing stands in our way. So moving on to the third video then taken from Shadow Life, we got I Won't Tell You, which was released in 2010. Directed by Saku, also directed the Spellbound, uh, both versions of Spellbound. So... What do we think about this one? Then? I suppose better start. Um, this was the one, as I recall, where there was a, a competition to be part of it. So in the video, I don't know if you remember, but it's essentially a performance video, but they're in a small room and then there's a crowd of people that seem to start appearing and getting closer and closer to them, quite just standing there. And then towards the end, they start rocking and enjoying themselves and so forth. It's very much mostly focused on a performance video with a little bit of a twist. So it's quite easy to see that this is directed by the same director as the Spellbound one. Very, very different feeling from the, the I Like It video. But I actually prefer it to the Spellbound one. I think it feels more in tone with, with what the I Won't Tell You song is about. I think it's very well directed, actually. I think it's very, very well filmed. And I... I watched it a couple of times recently actually and I, I reminded myself how much i like it i'm not sure about the inclusion of all our fellow coilers in it but although you know great for them i'm sure they had a wonderful time uh if you were in that video then you know props to you thumbs up and that's, visually i'm not sure what that represents in the context of the song but i like it it's not as good as spellbound but i think i prefer it to the sorry it's not as good as uh as i like it but i certainly prefer it to the spellbound song i think what do you think of it, Mike? Yeah, I agree um, with that last bit about the fans. As much as it works, it equally doesn't work in some respects where they're all popping up here and there. I know that that's tied in with with the whole concept of the video, but that, to me, I don't know what it sends, what um, what it's going to achieve with it. I know at the end it's great where they're all rocking out, and I think that if you were, were part of that experience, fantastic. But it is a bit disjointed to me, and it is missing something. Um, I think though it's better than the spellbound stuff, but comes doesn't come anywhere near the I like it for me. I mean, it's good, but not. This, there's just bits about it that don't kind of um, gel very well. Yes, fair enough. What about you, Russ? What do you think of the uh, I Won't Tell You video? Yeah, I agree with everything you've both said, to be honest. I think you've you've summed it up very well. Um, to me, I definitely prefer this to the Spellbound video. I think this is a video that doesn't quite reach its full potential. You know, you've got the, the fans in the room there. So from my point of view, I'd like to see more of a, a fan band participation like you'd get sort of a a live gig it's sort of in like a, a warehouse sort of open setting and it just seems like there's a barrier there to me between the band and the fans and if you know we know one band that does not have any form of barrier between itself and the fans it's lacuna core and i don't think that really comes across in this video i just think it could have been perhaps executed a bit better yeah maybe the, the 
the uh, members of the of the community of you know their their fans could have started appearing in amongst the band while they're playing or something. And suddenly, mm, yeah. They, suddenly yeah, they find themselves more involved. Yeah, totally entrenched in it. Yeah, I, I agree with you actually. I think I think you're both both right when you say it didn't quite realise its potential. So yeah, okay. So we like it. We like it more than Spellbound, but it's not up there with the the dizzy heights of the I like it video. Fair enough. I do think uh, that we need do need to go back and have another look at some of the older videos because it's been a while since we've uh, reflected on more than one of them at a time and maybe compared them. Yeah. What, perhaps one day coming up soon, we can do a all the Lacunical videos in a line. Let's give numbers and let's say which one comes out on top. Firstly, apologies for the confusion. We've not started the podcast all over again. That was just the intro to Trip the Darkness, which is the song we're reviewing this week. And of course, it's also the song that is the beginning of every Empty Spiral podcast, pretty much since from the outset. Which is a bit of a surreal thing for me, because we've now come to the episode where we review the song that I decided to be the music that I was going to have at the beginning of the Empty Spiral podcast. Not quite sure how significant that is, but I suppose we better crack on. Yeah, so we, we're on to do Dark Adrenaline, and of course the first song on Dark Adrenaline is Trip the Darkness. I believe it's my turn to start, so I best get cracking. Really, firstly I've got a confession to make, guys, and it's quite a significant one. This is not my favourite song on Dark Adrenaline. But I think it's going to be quite a few people's favourite song. And I'm not going to mince my words here. I think this song is brilliant. I think it's a great, great song. Arguably the strongest opening on any Lacuna Carl album. I think it just works so well as an opening track. From that initial piece of music, which... I don't know, is, it, is it just me or does it sound like mandolin? Yeah, it is a mandolin. It is a mandolin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you've got that mandolin music and then the bass comes in and then Andrea comes in and then Christina comes in and then the... Did I say that the bass comes in? And then the bass seems to come in again and then you've got the percussion and then you've got the guitars and then you've got Christina and you've got Andrea and you've got... And it just goes on and on and it's... And I just... I think it's just sublime, this song. I really, really love it. I think it's one of the strongest songs we've ever done. I think as the first song that you hear after you've been listening to shallow life for you know three years or whatever it might be in two years and then you hit with this thing if when i first heard it and i heard it probably about the november before it came out a uh, long story which i'll if i haven't told you already i'll tell you one day and i got sent this song to listen to and i was like oh my god this is just taking it to a completely different place and sound wise there's it kind of went back to the karma code days. I feel like the kind of the drums and the the uh, bass had a very karma code feel about it. I think the vocals were really strong. I think there was an aggression there that we hadn't seen for a while. And of course, there's that feeling not only in the title of the song, but in that kind of there's a sense of I want to say darkness, but that just sounds like a cliche. Maybe that's what it was though. You know, a cliche has to come from somewhere. It just the way that he's like, come to me, come to me, follow me as I trip the darkness. It's just such a great kind of energy and a, and a, a great a great um, series of lyrics to have. And it just works so well. Everything about this song is just brilliant. I was like, it's not my favourite, but I felt the need to 
to admit that and kind of say, you know, as much, as good as it is, he's not my favourite on the album, but it's the kind of song that demands you. If you don't think it's a crazy, brilliant song, then it, it kind of says you've got to explain yourself. I feel guilty for not, not for it not being my favourite song on the album. Maybe I'm just rambling now. I said I wasn't going to miss the words. I love the song. I think it's absolutely great and a great, great opening to Dark Adrenaline. Fantastic song. There you go. Trip the Darkness. Um, Russ, what do you think about it? Mate, I'm a big, big fan of this song. I, gr- I agree with you. It's not my favourite song on the album, but this has sort of sentimental purposes for me. Again, it comes into a, a story mode, which is, you know, I had the fortune of being in Italy one summer, uh, which was after the band had sort of just recorded this album. And I was sort of skipping about town with a certain singer in a car. And all of a sudden, he sort of pulled out this shiny um, CD and said, do you want to hear something? And, he, you know, it got played. And it was the first time I heard it after it had just been mixed. And it absolutely blew my bollocks off. And I wasn't expecting it because this is coming after Shallow Life. So first off, you hear that mandolin and you're thinking, right, OK, this is different. And then you get that heavy distorted guitar come in. You get the synth come in, the thundering bass and the textured guitar that you mentioned. And then it's got that absolute classic vocal interplay, which is one of the best examples of a song. You've got Andrea singing a verse. Christina comes in with the pre-chorus and the chorus, and Andy comes back in and joins Christina on backing vocals in the chorus, and then it goes sort of back onto Christina in the in the second verse. It's just that back and forth, back and forth, all the way through, and it used to add so much to the lyrical vocal delivery of the song. Um, musically, you've got that sort of bend on the guitar, which just creates a sustained heaviness to the music. You've got a reprise in there as well, which is just mixed perfectly between the vocals and the music as Christina sings that section, Come to Me, Come to Me, and the guitars and the drums just build to a crescendo, and then it goes into the chorus, and it's like bang, it's like a knockout punch to the face. You've got the change in the rhythm guitars and the bass leading into the outro, which sort of ends on a, on a synth and a sample. It's sort of reminiscent of the countdown. And I'm a big, big fan of the lyrics of this song as well, because it sort of it goes back to telling a story, which I think is what yeah, was lacked totally on Shallow right. Life. Yeah, totally and, you know, I think Shallow Life sort of suffered somewhat as a result. But, you know, lyrically it talks about sort of struggles, endurance, overcoming difficult times and trying circumstances. And the most important thing for me on this even from when it, you know it first come out is the mix on this song and the album throughout is just absolutely blinding and you know, for people that don't know this is sort of the the album that marco the bass player and principal songwriter had the most sort of you know vocal on yeah, yeah. mix yeah. because they mixed it twice um, i believe don gilmore did the first mix in the produ- production side of you and then the band got to mix it themselves and if there's a band that know how they should sound it's Lacuna Coil. So this is the perfect mix, in my opinion, still to this day, of any Lacuna Coil song. And it's just, as you mentioned, it's the perfect opening track on Dark Adrenaline. Yeah, the mixtures, the, sorry, the, mix, the mixing of this album is something we probably need to talk about. I'm no doubt we'll talk about it in more detail later on in our review, maybe in our overall review of the album. But if you, all you need to do, if you ever catch him, is speak to Marco about mixing Dark Adrenaline. Or just mixing albums in general. If if anything is going to make him vocal and passionate, <laughs> other than food, mixing albums will be it. And he will tell you, he'll corner you, and probably he'll probably come across quite aggressive. And he will tell you what mixing an album is like and how important it is and what he wants to do in future. And it's quite inspiring. I mean, I've been there. We've seen it. Yeah. Just ah, oh, it's just incredible. He just he has this. It comes alive with energy when he talks about mixing albums and 
you know, looking back over songs and albums that he didn't like the mix of or producers that he like has an he always has an opinion on certainly the producers of his albums, but you know, someone is so vocal and loyal to what he wants, absolutely focused, single minded, and when he doesn't get the chance to to do it because it's been mixed by someone else or whatever, then that's when the that passion comes to play and it's uh, yeah. No more have I heard that when, than when he talks about the mixing of this album and the you know, the story behind it. So yeah, good point, well made there, Russ. Mike, what do you think of Trip the Darkness? Well, what can I say that you've both said already? It's um, bombastic with its approach on um, on what it's throwing at you from the start to the finish. Um, I would think everything that's got about it um, just is fantastic. Um, it's not a lot to say that you both covered, really. Um, the, en- the end bit for me, like you've got when um, you've got Christina at the very end, you've got like a classical type affair that's going on with that um, that works really well. Um, other than that, from start to finish, I really like it. And um, I was fortunate enough to be on the opening night of the tour when this started in Milan and hearing this live for the first time in the set list was absolutely awesome and I hope that they continue to have this um, in the set list for a very long time because it works really well I can't imagine this leaving the set list anytime soon no ever I don't think it'll be the other it's another heavens alive sorry you can't get my words out Another Heaven's Alive for its uh, longevity to stay in there. Kind of like Enjoy the Silence. It's it's a bread and butter of the makeup of a set list. And yeah, I I think these days it's, it's in the same place as our truth actually. Right? Yeah, Heaven's yeah, Alive. sure. Alive, because it's so much older now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is in the new wave of Lacuna Coil. It's, yeah, it's yeah. in the the post coma lies going into Karma Code with our truth, with Spellbound, with yep. Trip the Darkness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, and and now nothing stands in our way. I'm yeah. guessing an anthem. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are the the hallmark hallmarks of their individual albums. I think. I think heavyweights. Yeah, definitely the big ones. Yeah. Okay. Numbers wise, right. Um, I'm I'm in two minds about this song. I don't know whether it it is. I'm going to give this a nine and a half out of ten. I think this is just a great great song. I've never tired listening to it. I was doing my homework today, listening to it in the car, and I must have listened to it about 10 times in my journey. And at no point did I go, right, I've listened to this song enough. I want to stop listening now. I know what I want to say in the podcast later on. This is a song that I could just listen to constantly. And maybe this this is just a thing that now that I do so much recording on this podcast and every week I have to put the beginning and listen to it and put the ending on and it's there's a certain familiarity about the opening and closing bars of this song which which again is probably only just enhanced my enjoyment of it so yeah i'm gonna it's not my favorite song on the album so if i'm true to myself i have to hold the big the top number for my favorite songs and those that i really feel are just flawless this is nearly flawless i'm gonna give us a nine and a half out of ten russ yeah i'm pretty much for you this is this is a nine out of ten for me Right. And this is the opening song, and it's not even the the best song in the album, and it gets a nine. So there's better things to come, and this is a great, great top song. So we're on to a winner. Here we are, Mike. I agree, nine. It's it's a good opener if ever we've heard one, and I don't I don't think looking back there is anything 
that could top it for for the power that it hits you with it as an opener on the album, and it's it hit you like a freight train. Yeah, absolutely, Russ. It's um, it's the sign of good things to come, as we will review, review in later weeks. But as we've all scored it very highly, it um, it shows how strong this is as an opening track. You know, at some point in the near future, this is no doubt going to come up in a song death match, and I really hope I get this song or whatever it is <laughs> against it. Just saying. On another thing about the opening, as I said right at the beginning of my review of this, I think this is the strongest opening song. Yeah. But when they brought out the special edition of Dark Adrenaline, there is the the song, the musical piece, Dark Adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Now, no doubt we're going to go into more detail there, but when I heard that, I thought, wouldn't it be really cool if that was at the beginning as an intro to the album? Because it's got that slow build-up. And... I could really see that if that was at the beginning of Dark Adrenaline, it would, the, the album from the outset would come across as quite a sort of um, a com. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, concept. Um, yeah, it, it, it would come across as quite a concept album or a kind of a progressive piece of metal or just kind of something. It would change the way the album opened in a very very significant way, and uh, I thought to myself, maybe they should have done that. But then they would have, they would have taken better. yeah they would have taken away from from Trip the Darkness had they done that because you put that out can you imagine did you, you buy that album well we can all imagine because we did it you buy that album you put it in your CD player for the first time and that's what comes on mm. that, when that happened yeah. to me when I first yeah. heard that it went back to the days of me buying Coma Lies. Now, as you may recall, I bought Coma Lies the day after I first listened to Lacuna Core, which was when I listened to unleashed memories and i unleashed memories doesn't have that bombastic opening you know as much as i love air of a dying day it is not that kind of song and in fact there's none of those kinds of songs really on unleashed memories so when i put that cd in and the first song that opened up was swamped you can imagine how blown away well yeah exactly (laughs) boom it was that it was a proverbial mike dyer freight train hitting me again (laughs) probably for the first time actually and then so so comparing those days although you know 11 years ago whatever it was to trip the darkness it's the same kind of feeling i got you know that mandolin and then bam trip the darkness yeah goosebump moment yeah it really is really really is mm-hmm. well there we go great song so we got a nine and a half from me nine out of ten nine out of ten that's that's some big big numbers there guys yep <laughs> uh, let's see if the rest of the album can hold up to trip the darkness After one week hiatus, because we couldn't align our diaries, that makes us sound so business-like, guys, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, we come on to the end of uh, episode 84 of the Empty Spiral podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our ramblings. Hope we've not gone on for too long. Uh, if you've got any feedback for us, then please get in contact with us via the Empty Spiral website, which is, of course, at www.emptyspiral.net. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, okay, of course, you can do so at the Empty Spiral website itself on the Empty Spiral podcast page. We're also available through iTunes and the Stitcher Radio Network, so feel free to subscribe to us there and you can have new episodes automatically download to your device, whatever it might be, or your iTunes or your application so that you can always hear us as soon as we come online. God help you. 
Of course, from a social networks perspective, uh, we are also on the various social networks, so you can touch base with us over at facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net. We are also over at Twitter, which is at emptyspiralnet. Feel free to send us a tweet, send us some pictures, send us some videos. We will retweet you, we'll respond, etc., etc., etc. It's a really great way to get in touch with other members of the Koala community globally. And we're also on Tumblr, and we're also on the Google Plus social network. All of these links are available from the front page of Empty Spiral, so feel free to click away there and uh, join us in discussing everything Lacuna Coil. Right, well, I've run out of steam this week. I now need to go and have a lie down. And we need to start thinking, because uh, we, we haven't really discussed it, guys, but uh, well, maybe we'll make it a surprise. Uh, in a week's time, we'll be in a car driving around the UK checking out some uh, some cool sounds courtesy of Lacuna Coil so, I'm I glad you said cool sounds that was possibly going in a very wrong direction oh uh, no no I wasn't going to do that I wasn't going to do that so yeah looking forward to that guys uh, next time we speak I think we'll all be in a car probably listen to some trashy 80s music and on our way to Bristol yeah. for the Halloween show so <laughs> I look forward to catching up with you both then of course we'll be recording stuff at the show hopefully get an interview or two. So look out for that in the next couple of weeks on the Empty Spiral Podcast. Until then, folks, listen to more Lacuna Coil. Catch up with you soon. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. Cheers.